0: You are Locked On Jets, your daily podcast on the New York Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, December 14th, and this is the Locked On Jets Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I, of course, am John B. from gangreennation.com. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now, if you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing to it. You can do so on iTunes and Spotify, and please leave the show a good review. Joining us for our weekly chat is our friend Michael from gangreennation.com. Michael, welcome back.
1: Doing great. Thanks for having me back.
0: Well, you I guess you're doing better better than the Jets are uh pretty ugly game Sunday. Jets lose to Denver twenty-three nothing. And for all intents and purposes, this probably ended the Jets realistic Hopes of of making the playoffs. So, michael I think going forward, and you, we could you can chime in on this. I, I think going forward, the last three games, even though they're mathematically alive, as much as anything, are kind of about evaluation. Wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think the timing of McCown's injury to go directly with this loss, which, like you said, pretty much takes them out of the realistic playoff pictures. I think it's pretty interesting that it turned out that way because that really, with Petty starting at quarterback, puts them in full evaluation mode. You got to think they're going to maybe change the game plan up a little bit to suit Petty's strength, maybe tone things down for him, especially them going on the road and taking on some tough opponents. But this is going to be a good gauge over the last three games to kind of get a read on they got some big impending, impending free agent decisions to make. Obviously, finally a chance to see Petty in his third year. And Hackenberg, obviously with him, it's not looking like he's gonna get his opportunity this year unless Petty gets injured, but still there's a lot they could take away.
0: So how much do you, how much do you think this is important for Petty? Because I mean the way I view this is I'm not sure if Petty could go light it up the last three weeks of the season and for me I, I think you still have to look at drafting a quarterback. Now I think this could put Petty in the mix Maybe you're you're a little less apt to pay for a veteran to come compete with a rookie next year. Maybe you view Petty as more of a long term backup. But I mean, I don't. How do you feel about this? Because I I look at this and I see, I say I I think the Jets need to draft a quarterback, even if Petty plays great the last three weeks.
1: I I, I definitely agree with what you said. I think that three games is too small of a sample size for him to prove that he could be part of the mix next year, especially with some of the options that Jets could have with their free agent money, with their position high in the draft. I think it's definitely too late for Petty to put himself in the starting mix next year. But I do think that he's playing for his roster spot because you got to think that Christian Hackenberg stays in the mix. Having not played a snap yet and been a high draft pick for McKagan, he probably would have a better shot of sticking than Petty, especially if Petty does struggle. So I think Petty's kind of playing for a number three long-term backup kind of role. probably too late for him to even if he does light it up like you said in only three games I don't think that's enough for him to put himself ahead of a potential draft pick or free agent option
0: it just makes me think of those Geno Smith Decembers you know when he he plays great at the end of the season and then doesn't follow it up so well the start of the next season or even you know we gotta go back go back Mark Sanchez you know the the great playoffs you know he had two, two really solid playoff runs and then Things just didn't work well. You just can't go, you know, and some, some, and some you know some games at the end of the season are more important. Obviously, the Sanchez playoff games are more important, but even at the end of the season, you know, you can't just go on a couple of games, I say.
1: Yeah, you're definitely right. Um, so, and we have seen some of Petty before, and he does have a lot of room to improve, so I think that's mostly what you want to see from him because he does, he is still on his rookie contract, and even though he was not an older rookie, he's a younger player who, It's good to have around as an emergency option if everything else fails, but obviously that's not your plan A. If Bryce Petty is the Jets' starting quarterback next year, things probably didn't go as planned, but he does have an opportunity to kind of showcase himself for other teams potentially and definitely keep himself in the mix for next year's bottom-of-the-depth chart quarterback race.
0: So let's talk a little bit about Hackenberg because I you you kind of feel like he he's sticking around you you feel like he has he has a leg up. I kind of look at it the opposite way where he's not even able to get on the field. You know, and I think back to Week Seventeen last year it was a meaningless game against the Bills. And look, I understand you don't want to throw this. You don't want to throw him to the wolves as a rookie, but I thought that would, that was a great opportunity to get him in, give, give him a week to be kind of be the guy, go through, go into the meetings, go practice with the first team, just give him a little taste of it and see what he can do in a meaningless game. They did not go in that direction, and the Jets are kind of hinting that they're not going to go in this direction again. And I feel like you know if you're two years into your career and the team doesn't even feel like they could put you on the field, I feel like that's kind of ominous. And I think Petty may actually have a leg up on him. Uh, from that standpoint. And the other thing is that if the Jets do draft a quarterback, I think that that might take the wind out of Hackenberg's sails to stay a little bit because at that point, he's no longer really the guy of the future. It kind of means the Jets have moved on as far as I see it. So I, I, that, I guess I have a little different perspective from you on that front.
1: But I definitely agree that obviously Hackenberg having not even been able to get into a game and only dress a few times for a game is definitely a really worrying sign and it shows you How they feel about his development and how they feel about him potentially playing in a game, but I do think that a lot of whether or not Hackenberg sticks depends on Petty. Because if Petty goes out and doesn't show any progression, then I think you look at him. He's had three years and he's shown you that he hasn't progressed. Then I think Hackenberg has a better chance of sticking around. But well, we can all agree that obviously Hackenberg must not be NFL ready yet, and we could believe in the coaching staff's decision to not even put him out there. I do think that front um, offices will attach themselves to guys, especially when they're drafted that high. He was the second-round pick. It was Hackenberg, or Mike McKagan's highest quarterback pick, after Petty. So I do think that the Jets aren't going to be that likely to get rid of him that easily. So, like you said, it's really not a good sign at all, his development so far, not even being able to even have a – competition with Petty at this point in the season, yielding all the first-team reps in. But I do think his second-round status will give him some weight in the competition next year. Whether that's right or not, I do think that he'll
0: probably be part of the mix. All right, let's move on a little bit. So let's talk about some of David, let's talk about another guy that you have your eye on in terms of evaluation. And it could be evaluation in a number of in any number of senses, whether it's a free agent to be, whether it's a guy who you could be going either way as a cap casualty, maybe it's a rookie auditioning for a bigger role. Who, who else do you have your eye on?
1: I think Morris Claymore is an interesting guy. This is Claymore came in and he was one of the best value signs they had, best pickups they had. First half of the season, he was playing some pretty solid football. Not not elite, but definitely had some really great moments. You look at back to the Falcons game against Julio Jones. He really was the winner of that matchup. He kind of locked Julio off in that game. But then the following week, he missed the Buffalo game. I think since that game, he hasn't been himself at all. I think he's consistently been losing his matchup since then. So I'm not sure if the injury still something to do do with that. It seems pretty likely, having seen the drop-off since he missed the game due to injury. But I think it gives you kind of a reality check with Claiborne on his value. He's kind of older for a corner. We know he's had the injury issues, and he's done as good a job as he has in recent years, getting healthy enough to play in games. But we are seeing that, even when healthy, that his play can be inconsistent and that he should not be your number one option going into next
0: year. And on Wednesday, Todd Bowles indicated that the foot injury, whatever bothering Claiborne, seems like it's returned. So whether he's been playing through it or whether it's just reemerged, that is going to be something to watch going forward. And I think for Claiborne in particular, it's not just about quality of play with him. This is a guy who he's been inconsistent on the field, but he's also struggled to stay on the field. And once again, you see something popping up, and maybe that's something that impacts the type of deal the Jets are willing to give him.
1: Yeah, I do think he should be part of the plan. Cause you look at the secondary and you some of the performances they had. I think even with Claiborne's struggles, he's the obvious, he's been the obvious most consistent player of a really rough group. So I think that he does have value, but the Jets definitely need to try and look into getting a new number one guy, improving that cornerback position. But, I think Clayborne still has value as a number two guy, maybe number three. He's shown us that he still does have that ability. And while the injuries can still impact him, he does have a pretty high ceiling for a few games. So I think he's definitely shown us with this recent stretch, it's kind of given us a midpoint to see where his value is. We've seen the ceiling, we've seen his floor, and we've seen that what he can do when he's healthy and how injuries can impact him. So I think that's the kind of stuff that we can look for the past few games with some other guys, too. Uh, a more realistic view of where their value can lie.
0: Believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner. And while that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, it also means there's lots of football, bet basketball, and hockey games. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. So if you want to make money betting the games, consider going to mybookie.ag. Uh, they have odds on every matchup in a mobile site. That makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use promo code Locked On to activate offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So, Michael, uh, who are uh, I'm sure there are some other guys you, you want to keep your eye on. Maybe maybe one other key guy who you think the Jets should be kind of evaluating. And I, I, when I say evaluating, I think Claiborne's a good guy to look at because it's kind of finishing your evaluation because you want to see how you want to see the full season emerge. Whereas Petty, I think it's a guy who's you're getting more of a limited window into it. So who's a guy who, more, maybe more of the Claiborne uh, profile who you think could finish their season strong.
1: I think Demario Davis is a really interesting guy to watch. He had, like we said a lot of times, he had a really rough start to the year. We know in his past jet seasons, he struggled at times, but, I think since the early part of the year, he's clearly been one of the best players on this team, and at times been kind of dominant in the run game. I really like what I've seen from him at times. So again, this is a guy who is going to be 29 next year, so kind of up there in age, and this is kind of an outlier season for him in terms of production. So, but you have to like his progression throughout the season, turning what was one of his a major weakness on this team early on, his run defense, into one of the biggest strengths on this team, the way he's been playing the run in recent weeks, I think has been really impressive. So this is one of your emotional leaders on the team. He's one of the leading play callers on the defense. So he does have a lot of value both with his play and with his leadership and locker room presence. But he is up to in age, and like we said, this is kind of a, a blip on the radar. He has had some bad seasons, so you don't know how sustainable it is. But I think Davis has definitely proved that to, he should definitely be considered to be brought back next year.
0: So if Davis has a strong end of the year, do you think he's a priority free agent? Is he, or is he more the type of guy, you know, if you can make it work, it's fine. But you don't, you set a certain price and let him go. You know, is is it a guy you, you can't afford to lose, or is it a guy you're willing to let lock unless he he fits your price model?
1: Well, I think as any free agent, you there's a price that should be set that you don't want to go over, especially when it's a guy who's kind of up there in age. Not that Davis is a like an ancient player. He's going to be 29, so kind of in the later part of his prime, but I do think that Davis is a guy they should look to, I think they should prioritize bringing back, because Jets do have a lot of much bigger needs at more pretty key positions like corner, like edge on the offensive line, obviously quarterback, and I look at the way Davis and Lee have worked together since the early part of the season, and I don't think that's much you can complain about. They complement each other pretty good. And while they're not the best pair of inside linebackers in the league, I don't think that Davis is as easily replaced as it might seem. And the Jets, like I said, just have some other needs that are much bigger that they could focus their early round draft picks and their big free agent money on. So I think I would definitely look look heavily into bringing Davis back, even if you have to go a little bit over the price tag.
0: Alright, so let's talk let's finish by talking rookie. Which rookie do you think the last three games is most important for?
1: I think that the receive the two I receivers, Chad Hanson and Ardarius Stewart, both have a chance to show up. And like we saw last year, Bryce Petty kind of latched onto Robbie Anderson when he got in there. So we'll see if maybe he could develop that kind of chemistry with Hanson and Stewart having had the lower reps throughout the year, maybe getting some more practice chemistry, and we'll see if they could get in there. But we have seen Hanson collect some more snaps in recent weeks, and we'll see if Stewart can finally, with the team entering evaluation mode, maybe get some increased workload. And these are two guys who obviously haven't seen too much playing time, but just to get a little read on where their ceiling could be going forward over the last few games would be a promising sign.
0: All right, I'll give, I'll give you my rookie. My rookie's Elijah Maguire, who's flashed at times. I want to see him get more carries. I want to see what he can do with an increased workload. You know, can he handle it? Will it make him thrive? You know, there's some backs where more touches, they need more touches to really thrive. There are the guys who can't handle an increased workload. You know, I think Bilal Powell's a guy a good example of that. A guy who is better when you limit his touches and maybe can't take the pounding. So I'm, I'm interested to see what Maguire can do. And I'm hoping they get him more touches down the stretch.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, McGuire is an interesting case because you watch him play, and we said this before, His he looks to have really quick feet and solid vision at times, and we know how much the Jets offensive line has struggled, but over the course of the year, seeing McGuire have a lower yards per carry average than both Powell and Forte is a little surprising, especially Forte. But I think McGuire is that kind of guy who's going to look to keep the play going, and he's more of a big play that kind of guy than a, Die forward and take the short game kind of guy. So in a small sample, small sample size, especially with a struggling offensive line, you could see his stats dip. But with more playing time, I think you could definitely, with a guy like McGuire who has big play potential, I think, like you said, the more he plays, can definitely kind of see his numbers and efficiency go up, and that's how you can get the most out of his skill set.
0: All right. Well, Michael, thanks again for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: And thank you for listening. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to it. iTunes and Spotify are among your options, and please leave it a good rating. Hope you have a great Thursday. We'll be back on Friday to preview this weekend's game.